Is this going to be the year for Dylan Cruz? I'll discuss next on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. Welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holm. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout this year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or on your mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's promo code B-L-E-A-V, for your your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, the game starts here. So in this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, we talk about will this be the year for Dylan Cruz? Listen, this team is in transition and they had a better season last season than they did the year before, but still, why the wait? Why the reluctance? Why not go all in? On Dylan Cruz, number two overall. This it seems like it could only help this team. We'll talk about that in the show. But just to get it going, before I get into the Dylan Cruz uh, news here, I'm going to talk about a story that is breaking today. This was broke by Andrew Golden from the Washington Post. He says the Lerner family is no longer exploring a sale of the Washington Nationals. Mark Lerner told the Washington Post on Monday. Interesting news, and I will talk about that in. In the next episode of the Talk Nats podcast, but just let's get going here talking about Dylan Cruz. Number two overall from LSU, there was a lot of excitement. I, for one, was very excited. Now, if we can rewind time a little bit, we remember that it was Paul Skeens, and some people thought that hopefully the Nationals can get Paul Skeens, but ultimately he went to the Pirates. And I don't think that even Paul Skeens can help the Pirates do anything because, let's face it, they are horrible year after year. But the Nationals have much more potential of being greater, um, you know, than a lot of the other teams. You know, they are taking steps in the right direction, and you wouldn't know it based on where they finished finished last season and where many have them. Passed to finish this season, but the Nats won the lottery, in my opinion, by drafting Dylan Cruz number two overall from LSU. It is a baseball hotbed. It's a great place to develop your game. Dylan Cruz, who was actually ranked above Skeens by most people in the know. Um, so there are some people that perceive that, you know, what were the Pirates thinking? Why didn't they go with Dylan Cruz? I don't really care. I'm just happy that the Nationals made the right decision. This is Dylan Cruz's first big league camp, but he looked confident and not out of place. Six foot, 205 pounds, he fit right in. He's a big dude. I saw the video of him walking into camp, um, and he just looks like he's like any other big leaguer out there. Sometimes you see these younger guys come in that don't have a lot of experience, and they're kind of scrawny because they haven't put the work in in the gym, and you can tell that they don't have a nutritionist and you know just the regimented lifestyle. But Dylan Cruz looks the part, acts the part, 
of a big league player. So, and the Nationals manager, Davey Martinez, said as well, has high hopes for him. The thing about him that I've learned in a short period of time, he understands who he is, Martinez said. He knows where he's at. He knows what he needs to do. He's quiet, but he has a sense of leadership. I'm excited to watch him work, as am I. I cannot wait to see how he fares against big league pitching. We saw how great he played for LSU. We saw how great he played in lower A ball for the Nationals. But how is he going to fare against some of the best of the best pitchers in the game? And Cruz was also excited and ready to get to work. He says, super excited, ready to get going here. He said, I feel like I belong in this locker room right now. So despite the fact that he is a quiet guy, he has that silent confidence that he belongs. Uh, that's kind of an intimidating situation to enter into with, you know, a lot of young guys that are vying for jobs and some veterans out there as well. But for him to feel at ease already, that is a good sign. But he has the most high level experience among the younger guys there. He spent a substantial amount of time playing a ball. And also he got a lot of time playing in at LSU, uh, working on his game. And LSU is a great place to, to work on your on your game because they have a lot of people show up at the game so it is kind of that big league feeling he played 35 games in various a ball leagues for the nats those 35 games in the rookie level florida complex league single a fredericksburg and double a harrisburg uh came though came after 71 games at lsu where cruz demolished college pitching led his star-studded team to a national championship and won the golden spikes award as the best amateur player in the country. Let me underline that a little bit here. He won the Golden Spikes Award as the best amateur player, underline, underline, in the country. Uh, that piece was there in mass and they talked about him. But wow, I mean, the resume uh, to say that I'm hyped, to say that I'm pumped about Dylan Cruz joining this team would be an understatement. Cruz arguably has more high-level experience than any of the other first-timers in Nats camp. I think coming from a school like LSU, it almost gets you ready for the moments like this, he said, playing in front of 10,000 people every day, he said, for LSU. And why is that? That is a big baseball hotbed. That is, you know, a good developing ground for a lot of big-name players that go on to the majors at some point. Listen, I'd love to see Cruz break camp, excuse me, and fast-track the team and consider the lack of great additions to this team. Can you blame me? However, club officials know he's not big league ready. We might see him at some point this season. So that's true. I would love to see him break, break a camp with this team. Um, but is that the right thing? Are we trying to you know, push him too far too soon? What is one of the things that we saw last season was that he excelled in lower A ball, but struggled a little bit as he got promoted. So what's the holdup? Let's look at last season, and it becomes more apparent that the club officials are right. After killing it in single A with a 355, 423, 645 slash line in 14 games, Cruz was promoted to double A, where he got his first dose of reality in 20 games at Harrisburg. He slashed 
208-318-278 with zero homers and only five RBIs. So, you know, my excitement, Nationals fans' excitement is going to have to be tampered and scaled back because is he ready for big league pitching? Um, If we're going to use last season as an example, it seems like we might need to pump the brakes. Also, he'll also have to pump the brakes on strikeouts if he wants any true success in the bigs. Now, he has the pedigree. He's got the history. He's got the raw potential. But is he is he MLB ready? That is the question. So why the dip? To put it simply, better pitching at the upper levels, most notably with breaking balls and off-speed pitches, uh, is where he struggled. So you know he excelled in the, you know the lower A balls, uh, ball leagues for the Nationals. And why is that? Because that is the most comparable, I would say, to college ball. But as he worked up the rankings, that's when things got more difficult. Spring training will be a good test to see how he fares against primarily big league pitching. Now, there is going to be young talent, of course, in spring training, but he is going to get some at-bats against some truly uh, grade A pitching, uh, and that will be a good testing ground to see what he has in the tank. Also, getting in that opportunity with some of the better pitchers in the Nationals organization. So, it is going to be you know, interesting, I guess I will say, how he fares. I feel like I belong here, but there's still a job to do at the end of the day, no matter if it's big league camp or minor league camp. He said the game doesn't change. There's always four bases. There's always a pitcher and a catcher and a hitter up there. Very true and, you know, very basic, but I think he's speaking the truth. He inevitably will get sent down at some point before the start of the season, but when can we expect his first call up and show what he has under the big lights? He's going to get an opportunity to go out there and play a little bit in spring training, Martina says. I want him to go out there, fit in, be with the guys, and learn as much as he possibly can. He's going to help us. I don't know when. It could be sooner than later, but he's definitely going to help us and help us win a lot of games here. He is going to be the face of the franchise in the future, I have no doubt. Um, And excitement, and it's not just Dylan Cruz, it's James Wood, it's Brady House. Um, You know, this team is not the best team in Major League Baseball right now. I know that. Everybody knows that, but they will be in years to come. And now that is ultimately why Mike Rizzo didn't go out and sign a top-tier outfielder. That is why he didn't go out and sign a top-tier third baseman, because they have those players in the wings. They will be ready to help out this team sooner than later. So it's just about, you know, being patient, I guess, at the end of the day. One of the things that does bug me, however, is how invested are they in the 2024 season? Mike Rizzo did not go out and pick up that big name starting pitcher like he promised he was going to do, does it seem like this is going to be a wasted season already? I think for me, as someone that hosts a podcast about the Nationals, this season is primarily going to be about assessment. It's not necessarily going to be about wins or losses. Of course, that's always important, but I think it's going to be assessing talent. You know, How is C.J. Abrams, how is he playing with one more year in Major League Baseball? Uh, K. Bear 
Garrett Ruiz, how is he performing with one more year under his belt? Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Cade Cavalli at some point. And I think from there, they're going to extrapolate uh, what talent they have and what, you know, what additions need to be made, you know, because you can almost start to kind of label the players that are on the field as, you know, dispensable. Okay, we're going to flip that guy at the deadline. C.J. Abrams, he's a part of the future. K-Bet Ruiz, he's a part of the future. Senzel, he's just a Band-Aid. Joey Gallo, just a Band-Aid, you know, someone we can flip and then kind of see how the puzzle pieces fit together. Uh, Keeping in mind that Dylan Cruz is going to be one of those puzzle pieces. James Wood is going to be one of those puzzle pieces. Uh, Cade Cavalli, etc. So that is what the 2024 season is going to be about. I don't mean to be doom and gloom here on you on the Talk Nats podcast. However, I think that this season is primarily not going to be for making a big push uh, to to win the World Series or or make it to the playoffs. It's about assessing talent. How is this team going to fare next year and the following year and addressing those positions? How will the Nationals approach the draft next season, etc.? So interesting days uh, for the Nationals, but I would tamper expectations on, on this team this year. Um, if you are, are a person that's like, I want this team to, to make it to the World Series this year, I have a feeling that you will be disappointed. Um, but just understanding what it is to get an opportunity to see Dylan Cruz in spring training uh, in his first major league camp, it's exciting. I'm excited. If this doesn't get you excited as a Nationals fan, you might want to check your pulse. It's going to be exciting. Also, James Wood, all these, these top-tier prospects, it's going to be interesting to see what they have on not under the big lights but uh, you know i'm gonna say mid lights shall we say how are they gonna fare against some of the best pitching and some of you know the prospects of other teams it is an exciting time to be a nationals fan despite the fact like i spoke of that i don't think this team has any dreams of grandeur that they're going to make it to the playoffs assess and plan for next season all right listen i want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of the talk nats podcast as part of the Believe Podcast Network, and I'll talk to you again next time.